0: Welcome in to An Abundance of Thrones, looking at Season 4, Episode 2, The Lion and the Rose. Garrett here with Wade and Brad. Hello. Hello. What the fuck is going on?
1: Well, yep. some people might be asking in this, by the seven Hills, what the hell happened in Game of Thrones this Sunday. And by the seven gods, we will tell you. That's it. I like it.
2: <laughs> that was uh, very nicely worked in right there. Thank that was you. very nice.
0: Uh, If you haven't already found out or listened to last week's podcast, you'll know this is an explicit podcast, and if that bugs you, go away. Also, there will be spoilers in this episode of Game of of Thrones, looking at Game of Thrones, and if you don't want to be spoiled, go back, watch the episode, and then come listen to us. Because that's what you want to do.
2: don't just, don't never come back, but go watch the episode first and then come back. That's right. Because you know you want to. Then you'll know what we know.
0: You'll know you want to, you'll enjoy it. That's just what needs to happen.
2: Because we're fun, damn it. Fuck yeah. Uh,
0: so, yeah, this episode, before we get into the likes, dislikes, what we thought, this was directed by Alex Graves, who also directed season three, episode four, titled And Now His Watch is Ended, as well as season three, episode five, Kissed by Fire. Uh, this. Episode was written, Season 4, Episode 2 was written by George R.R. R. Martin. Sadly, a drop in viewership, 6.31 million, down from 6.64. I'm going to blame that on Easter on the Horizon. I imagine next week's going to be quiet, too, before we get to uh, jump in the ratings. All right.
2: That's Sounds like a, a good excuse, and I'm not the one drinking.
0: <laughs> I was drinking when I was watching the show, I'll tell you that much. I had at least half a bottle of wine. Alrighty then. Which is appropriate for the show. That's right. We crack a bottle and we have a good time. So, So, thoughts, impressions? Thoughts, impressions.
1: Um, Let's be honest, everyone is happy he finally got it.
0: Yeah, Wade, I want to give Wade's thoughts and impressions because Wade didn't know what was happening or didn't know what was coming.
2: Well, so obviously we're talking specifically about the end of the episode here—the
0: most notable right part the of the end. episode, yeah. Pretty much the last scene.
1: Okay, Wade. Uh, well, I mean, it definitely caught me by surprise as I am not—I'm the only one here who has not read the books and did not see it coming. And uh, now Garrett actually found it quite entertaining to set the GoPro up. On um,
2: with, <laughs> we the, have footage of this.
0: Uh, I have the full episode footage of Wade watching the show and, um, any and all commentary that may have ensued. Sadly, nowhere near the reactions, uh, that we saw from the Red Wedding, but uh, I wasn't necessarily expecting sure. something uh, that grandiose sure. from him sure.
1: to be honest. Okay. I mean. You know, they did kind of hype it, so I was really actually expecting something. So it was kind of hard for it to take me by full, complete surprise to be more like, damn, that just happened. I mean, looking into it, you know, up to that point within this episode, he had it coming in the biggest way possible.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And nobody felt sorry for him.
0: That's right. Now, prior to us watching it again, did you have any suspicions of culprit or did we kind of give it away when we were watching it the first time?
1: Uh, actually, I was kind of thinking about this um, earlier today. We then watched it before uh, this, this afternoon or we watched it this afternoon. And when I started looking into it, um, as we said in the show t- show title was "The Lion and the Rose." Correct. Now, we can look into this. Is that what group is would be most tied to as the rose?
0: Well, it's the House Tyrell.
1: Tyrell of Highgarden, yes. Um, and what does a rose have?
0: A rose has thorns. Exactly.
1: What does the what is the purpose for those thorns? To piss you off. Protection, basically. Yes. Sure. <laughs> okay. So. Looking into this, who can we actually consider as the
0: tip and flower of the rose or of Tyrell? Well, take a step back. Do you know what the grandmother's pseudo name is in the in the in the series? No, I don't. The Queen of Thorns.
1: Well, there we go. I kind of blows the whole thing out of the water. I did not know this before now. Um, so, considering all, we can like I asked, it would be Marjorie Tyrell as the. Flower of the fam- family, being the most she important. has flowered, pretty, I guess. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how am I gonna go go with this?
0: I don't know. How are you gonna go with this?
1: The purpose of the, th- of the thorns is obviously protection, and now we have seen how the lion, A.K.A. Joffrey, has uh, handled women. <laughs>
0: Crossbows and brutality. So, um,
2: yes, yeah, so we This rose if, bit back. What was that? I said this rose bit back. That's right.
1: So if we look, look, I mean, if you've, I've actually taken a course, a video course in high school, and learned of camera angles. Now, we do get a pretty good camera angle of Grandma Tyrell looking mm-hmm. over that glass in a, a quite interesting manner. Now, I did also have my co- my other culprits of the Lord Varys, who, let's be honest, really wasn't looking too happy at the wedding.
0: Well, Joffrey made the wedding very uncomfortable for pretty much everybody involved. There was only a oh, yeah. few people who really seemed to enjoy themselves, and that was Joffrey and Cersei. But no one else at the primary table was having a good time. The general I would crowd
2: say Tywin did. found it a little amusing.
0: I don't think that he did. I mean he clapped at the end, but I think that was out of formality, not out of um enjoyment.
2: Okay. So Especially
0: yeah. especially with the uh the midget brigade. <laughs> um so yeah, I I don't think he found humor in that at all.
2: But going. He doesn't have a lot of time for frivolity.
0: That's correct. We see his conversation with the Queen of Thorns earlier on, where she accuses him of needing to find joy anywhere he can.
1: So, as I go back, Lord Varys was kind of, you know, looking for a, an event. You know, he's kind of sit there, kind of looking for an event to happen. But in. Which could, would kind of make us believe that he would. We also had the Dornish Prince,
0: I believe yep, it was. Yeah, Prince Oberyn. Who we we mm-hmm.
1: came word that he was from... Uh, shoot, I forgot his name. The Imp. Wow. I forgot his name. Tyrion. Tyrion, thank you. Um, that he is a renowned warrior. So I don't... Kind of ruled him out thinking that He would prefer the more direct method of a blade
0: rather than... Well, there is a line from Season 1 referencing poison as a weapon. Brad, do you remember what that line may have been?
2: I don't off the top of my head, but uh, uh, Dornishmen are supposedly into poisons.
0: Well, but early on in season one, the statement one po- statement was I believe by Ned Stark in that poison is a woman 's weapon
2: true yes
0: um, you've only watched the episode once, correct correct okay, so we watch a second time, and when you're looking for it, all the clues are there um, do we want to spoil it or do we want to leave it with conjecture as far as the culprit? I try to. I know you try to maintain your vaguity and that's fine. Brad, your thoughts?
2: I'd say leave it vague. I, said, I, I mean said I have that... no problems with spoiling this episode, but
0: Okay. Um if you really, really want to know and you don't want to read the books, just watch the episode a couple times if you're an astute viewer you'll see it. Anyway, um I want to talk about that little exchange we had with Prince Oberyn, his bastard lover, uh don't know her first name but last name Sand. And Cersei and Tywin Lannister. What'd you guys think of this little exchange uh during the wedding ceremonies?
2: Uh, he was throwing punches. <laughs> there were a lot of barbs going backwards and forwards. Yeah there
0: was there was some serious tension floating around and then that little hint back at cersei saying it's a good thing you know your daughter's in a better place than where you guys live yes so um yeah there is no love lost between those two or three
2: i love that i love that
0: interaction it was great
2: I I very much enjoyed the Barb's Throne Cersei's way about how she was the former queen regent.
0: And it's true, though. The new queen has been crowned now. Yes. But in Game of Thrones fashion, we have seen that marriages don't count unless there's consummation. So Mm -hmm. keep that in mind for future episodes.
2: (laughs) Uh, Hint, hint.
0: Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, all that kind of good seen stuff. No more, seen no more. What? Nothing, go on. Okay. Well, I was going to throw it back to you guys on... That uh, was a
2: Monty Python reference. Oh, thank you.
0: Fine. Uh, a movie series I have not partaken.
2: So, what did you think of the general atmosphere of the wedding? I mean, the the most of the episode was about the wedding. Yeah, we
1: actually didn't really see any of uh, Danny this episode. No, we'll see plenty for the next episode. I promise. They always seem to do that Um, when we don't see someone; they're usually a pretty big part in the following episode.
0: Yeah, Um, I know. In the book, the wedding was extreme extravagance. They talked about seventy-seven courses to honor the seven gods. Um, If there was a band, there was seven bands to maintain the theme of seven. And it was all about extravagance. And I don't know if we got that feel from it. I mean, we got a lot of statements of the Queen of Thorns talking to Tywin about, you know, you've got to kind of do things like this and get some joy out of life. She makes statements of, I better have some of this food that I paid for. So we... We understand this was an expensive endeavor, but I don't think the they vibe... make it
2: sound expensive. Yeah,
0: but we didn't get to we see the see expense. It. I think. Yeah. Um. But to my understanding, it was suitable for a king. I'd like to say so far the best wedding was that of Danny and Caldrogo. but that's my own two cents. At least no one notable died in their wedding. Mm-hmm.
1: The Darthraki, yeah, uh, it's in a
0: decent party for Darthraki unless three people are dead. That's correct. Um, what about you? I mean, did you kind of same vibe or...
2: Yeah, you know, I got the same vibe. They talk about how expensive it was, and I understand there's limits to what they can actually show, but I got the feeling of a you know a small intimate gathering of a few of the king's closest uh, i use the friend term friend loosely but you know it didn't seem the big extravagant um kingdom wide event you know yeah i agree so well moving i i, I was amused though at, at the little show of the uh you know the 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 show of the imps and how, you know, it, it it came across fairly obviously as Joffrey's idea and how in that one little, you know, f- what, three minute stretch, he managed to piss off practically everybody at the high table.
0: Yep. Loras was not happy. Queen of Thorns was not happy. You saw Marjorie was less than thrilled, although she does a good job of making Joffrey think she's enjoying the moment when, you know, he catches her eye or vice versa. Um, Mm -hmm. We saw Tywin wasn't thrilled. Cersei was having a hell of a time. She was loving it. And Tyrion was rather harsh. Did you guys notice where Tyrion put his hand on Sansa's hand? Um, I think it was when the dwarves were fighting.
2: No, I missed that. Part. I did not look too hard. So for there that. was
0: there was a scene with uh, the Joffrey dwarf and the Robb Stark dwarf with the lion on his head, and then and jousting. And they pan to the camera that would be off of Sansa's left shoulder, and you see Tyrion's hand move. It's subtle, but he puts his hand on Sansa's hand, uh, trying to console her and any emotions she may be feeling. There. Did you guys pick up on all the different mounts? Uh, I used that word very loosely, that the dwarves were riding. I did notice the golden, uh, the
1: golden lion. I also did notice, once you pointed out, the
0: red-headed woman for... was it, that's, Stannis. It's Stannis. Um, Renly was mounted on a blonde-haired man with butt hanging out. Rob had a wolf head. I think may yeah. have been riding a wolf. Was that all of them? Was it only four? No, no it was supposed to be five. Oh, right. uh, and then, uh, and then uh, Greyjoy was riding a kraken. That's right.
2: Yeah.
0: So pretty creative there. I think in the books there was only like two dwarves for the show, so they went a little, little more beyond there. I think George wanted to have a little bit more fun with it this time around. Any other, I mean, notable scenes for you guys? Uh, Bolton's bastard comes to mind. Uh,
2: it didn't was really very show gutsy me- to hand him the street razor. Oh, yeah, that's what I
1: was just about to get to. It's very... It does show how well Bolton, air quotes, trains. Ooh. Sorry for that. His servants, another air quote. Uh I mean, to have your slave rat have a straight razor to your neck and say that your father killed your and again air quote brother without having him slice your neck. I mean,
0: that's when you know you have really broken a person. Well, I, I counter with this. Is it that he was broken? Because he definitely had a reaction to it. So he's definitely not void of who he once was. I'm
1: saying he's he playing his cards right mm-hmm. I'm
0: thinking, you kill the bastard right there, there's three other people in the room with a sword that's going to take you yeah, out. You're not he, going far. Yeah. yeah. So if self-preservation is high on your list, you're going to be a little more uh, methodical in your revenge.
1: Let's be honest, he also did show emotion when the girl was being chased by Bolton's bastard, whoever the other female was, and their dog started uh,
0: Devouring, devouring the, the girl.
1: Girl. Yeah, you definitely showed. saw
0: his unpleasantness with that. Do you recall who that character is that Bolton's bastard was with, Ramsey? Uh
2: one of his lovers.
0: Is it one of his lovers? I okay. Kind of yeah,
2: because
0: yeah, there's definitely uh talk about the awkwardness of presence and whatnot. Um, There were some rumors that one of the girls involved in the hunt, I think the girl with the bow, was one of the girls that was arousing Theon in season three before he was castrated. But I'd have to go back and look to see if that was accurate. Hmm. What about, um, you know, we see that Bolton is not necessarily happy with Ramsay's actions for everything that happened to Theon. But to the man, I don't know his name, that took Jamie's hand, we see that they definitely have a little bit of a connection for uh, suffering, punishment, all that kind of stuff.
2: Well, considering Bastard or not, Ramsay is, um, you know, a Bolton. And the Boltons... Um, you know, logo is a fleaed man. Correct. Th- this, these are people who are not strangers to torture.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds their, like it's... this
2: is their thing.
0: Yep.
2: You know, so I think as far as the the in game or or in in show goes, although Ramsey may have lost a little bit of um, his father's favor with his treatment of reek his demonstration with the straight razor kind of gets um rusa's attention
0: yeah there's definitely a setting the tone in that scene
2: and you know being sent to
0: moat Moat
2: single-handedly take moat kalen yep You know, hey, if you can do this, then we'll talk more.
0: Correct. We'll reevaluate your position.
2: And Ramsey looks thrilled by this prospect. Hey, more people to torture.
0: Well, that or or being brought into truly being the family, because we see in that scene that Ramsey is put down because he does not have the last name he's a snow he's not a bolton um right by right um but to be potentially adopted into uh, the lineage of bolton even though we know he's um roose bolton's son he's not bolton by a title but it sounds like that can be given to a bastard at the family or father's discretion did you guys pick up on Bruce's wife and her name?
1: I don't even know who Roos is.
0: Uh, Ramsey's father. Bolton, the mm-hmm. one that's pissed off about Theon not having a penis anymore.
2: No? I caught it and it registered as significant oh. at the time, but for the life of me, I can't remember it now.
0: So, in The Red Wedding... Roos told Catelyn that Walter, Walter Frey promised Roos his wife's weight in silver. Right. And, and so he said, right. I, I have a fat young bride. Yep. To which uh, Catelyn says, well, I hope she makes you very happy. And the response is, well, she's made me very rich. Well, now in this episode, we get to see... Exactly what he was talking about, and she is a... Pleasantly plump. Yes. She made him very rich.
2: <laughs> so, it did bring an interesting question, though. Um, Ramsay greets her as mother.
0: I heard that. I didn't necessarily so... hear that the first time. I thought, I, heard, I thought he said ma'am the first time, or, or lady or something like that, the first time I watched it. But I did hear a mom or mother the second run yeah. through. Yeah.
2: So it makes me wonder was Roos messing around? And this is actually the mother of his bastard who he then gets to marry? I. Or was why? this a either false or, you know, genuine courtesy that Ramsey is offering?
0: I think it's a, a genuine courtesy. I think it's, he's trying to express wanting to be in the part inner of the circle family. of the family. And bringing her into the fold or making her feel like she's a part of that. Because you see her, she lights up after that. You know, she's kind of, you know, what was me? I'm, you know, no one cares. Mm, she so married and, me for money. Yeah. 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 And Ramsey greets her and she kind of looks up and... She has that same kind of awkward smile that Samuel Tarley has at the wall when something finally goes his way. So, I thought that was kind of a cute little scene.
1: Yep. Well, as we're winding down here, I do think we should ref- uh, go over the uh, probably the another big scene, which was Bran finding another God's Wood. Uh, well, God's Wood
0: technically refers to the. Uh, place of worship within a keep that has a hearth tree. Okay, a
1: tree with a face on it. So it's a it hearth there. tree.
0: However, so,
2: he. You did... know, he seems to establish a connection with this one.
0: Yeah, he instantly wards and sees whatever he's meant to see. We see the three eyed raven. We see uh, a wildling standing among trees. We see. That wildling
1: the... looked like it was like the first. Wildling we saw in the first season.
0: It it did actually kind of look like that. That's true.
2: Um, he sees his father.
0: He sees his father. He sees so what we a think bit is of time ice.
2: Here, he's seeing past. He's seeing present. Leaves the question open: Is he seeing future?
0: Well, he would have had to see some degree of future because he saw the same throne room. That Danny sees in season two at Carth when she is in the House of the Undying. The walls are kind of broken down, it's deserted, it's kind of destroyed. We see the silhouette of the dragon flying over a city. If you didn't Shadow pick up dragon. on what city that was, it was King's Landing. We yes.
1: also hear uh what was that find me underneath the tree Yep. And then the word north, north is mentioned.
0: Yes, very vividly. And he tells his party that that's where they're going. Um, Yeah, definitely. I was always curious as to his path uh, going through the books. And I never felt I got uh, any closure or legitimate direction. It was just ongoing.
2: How far did you get in the books?
0: Um. I was listening to the audiobooks, and I got about partway through book five. Okay. The audio file cut out on me, and I didn't feel like missing anything, so I just stopped.
2: Because there's some interesting adventures ahead for Bran.
0: And that's what I was hoping for, because they keep kind of touching on it, and stuff's going to happen, stuff might happen, Keep, keep waiting... And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the fruits of that adventure. It's a
2: slow build. It won't be any time in a near season, but it's, it's coming, just like winter.
0: Just like winter. It is coming. Um, I did want to touch base on an article I read today with the director of this show, Alex Graves. Uh, he credits in talking about this episode and some of the difficulties uh, he credits the writing and writers of the show with giving a really firm direction, leaving the challenge of the director not so much what to tell, but just how to tell it. Uh, so he is definitely grateful to the writing for that. Um, he said that the mystery of the murder, if he didn't pick up on it, of Joffrey will be solved in season four. Um... He said that as big as episode two is, it's actually the smallest episode of the season. So, lots of big events. Lots, lots of big events. It's definitely going to amp up from here. Uh, let's see here. He said this season focuses less on the politics of power and more on the politics of who isn't in power. He said there's an enormous fracture that will happen this season, especially in the finale. He also talks about how season 10, or episode 10 in the season, will not be picking up the pieces of episode 9, but it will be the finale. It will be a very, very key episode. He says next week, uh, episode title is Breaker of Chains, and it is almost all Daenerys. And I believe he is directing that one as well. Uh, Let's see here. He says that there's there's not really going to be a villain to replace Joffrey in the show. We're not going to have another character that is so inherently evil and dark. I do see it
1: as it's a bit too late to reintroduce a major villain. Yeah,
0: but there's enough trouble and drama in Westeros that you're not going to miss it. There's going to be action, there's going to be events.
1: I mean, the weight of the king being assassinated... And it should... I mean, really do a lot of
0: whippling throughout the entire realm. There you go. Um, In a question asked of... Will there be anything as shocking as the Red Wedding in Season 4? His answer was no. Not as shocking, but we'll have more surprises and far more entertainment he also goes on to say that there's that book readers will have a little bit of an issue in season four predictions uh, there's also going to be some aspects of book four and five uh, into this season so just because you read the books doesn't mean uh what you read will happen uh directly and again, I believe he is. I think he directs next episode, season, episode three, episode eight, and episode ten.
2: Lots to come.
0: Definitely. Very excited.
2: But without. So, with that, I would end on this thought. George killed another one.
0: <laughs> I think that's fair.
1: And the next episode is the chain breaker
0: breaker of chains chains. we will see a lot of danny
1: that can remind me of four people danny is one of them
0: There we go stay tuned for next week in abundance of thrones we'll catch you then